Today's episode, we're going to talk about a few movies that I've recently watched, as well as the genre of horror movie that they actually were, and how that got popular. This is the Can't Sleep cast. Everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I do feel like it's been a while since we've connected, and I, I feel like I failed you, and I'm sorry about that, but it won't happen again. Here we are. I will say that if you do want exclusive content, please visit patreon.com slash podculture. I'd like to get that out of the way early, and uh, we'll probably talk about it again at the end of the episode because I have been putting out way more content over there, and I know you'll enjoy. Now, here we are talking about some crazy movies that I've watched recently and when I say crazy I literally mean crazy because you're like why would anybody sit through that I realize that people like horror movies that are bad but I don't know why because when it comes to bad I'm talking about the graphics okay for instance when I watched this movie called Boogeyman I think in 2003 I was upset I was like hey man why does that why does the boogeyman guy look like a PlayStation character? Like the graphics were so bad. So bad. But here's the thing. When it comes to this type of bad horror movie that I watched, I enjoy it when it's bad because it is the found footage subgenre. Okay? And what's good about the bad ones there is they're cheap, but they the cheaper they are, the realer it seems. When you don't recognize any of the characters, when the camera work is real shoddy, it's awesome. And you know what? I said out loud as I was watching one of these movies, I was like, it's so bad, but I fucking love it. I love it. And I love it because it's so bad. And the idea that in my head I can be like, oh, this could easily be me. This could be more me than some famous actor in a high budget scary movie right it makes more sense to think oh this could just be one of my days where i decide to walk around at night with a, a handheld camera and this is what i this is what you get to see for 90 minutes of it and that's fascinating and one of the movies i've been going through a bunch of found footage because of course it is my favorite genre but then you historically it's been my favorite and recently they put out a bunch of new found footage movies and, of course, I haven't been checking into them, so I watched a bunch of them to kind of catch up. And one of them is called um, Hell House LLC. It says uh, uh, it's got 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
So not bad. Uh, it says, five years after 15 people were killed during a haunted house tour, a documentary crew visits the scene to investigate what really happened. And we know that. That's, that's an easy way to get in. You know, a documentary crew, right? I'll be honest, the movie that pushed me back into the genre was Bobcat Goldthwait's movie called Willow Creek. And I don't know how I... Somebody was talking about it or mentioned him. And I was like, oh yeah, he has a movie. I don't know, something connected me back to that these films because of his film. And I don't know what it was. But I did watch that one first. That was the first thing I watched. I went and watched uh, Willow Creek. And then I was like, well, let's see what let's see what new stuff is out there. And there <laughs> there is some, but like I said, a lot of them are just bad. You're like, oh man. But as I'm looking through these, there's some that I'd love to I'd love to get into. A lot of these are on uh, a free streaming channel called Tubi TV, and that I like that. It's free, so you can find them and stream good qualities of them. But I, <laughs> the other two that I watched were so much worse than Hell House. Even just how people felt about them on IMDb and uh, that other thing. What was it? Rotten Tomatoes. Um, let's see. I gotta. I gotta find it. I I wrote them down somewhere, but I started the show before I went back and found them. Well, one of the movies is called The Dinosaur Project. I remember that because I don't know. It's sort of like a Jurassic Park type of deal, but they try to make it seem real where this guy is obsessed with dinosaurs and goes to this park <laughs> with the camera and all all of it goes bad. It just doesn't work out. And you can't help but to be upset for him. Like, damn, man. I thought you really... I thought you had that one. Wow, I'm annoyed, man. I'm really annoyed right now. I have them wrote down somewhere, but maybe... Because I'm looking at my phone, my notes, assuming that that's where they'd be. But there is that chance that they're actually on paper <laughs> somewhere. And that is disappointing. But the Dinosaur Project is available on Tubi TV as well. But there was another one, and it didn't even pop up when I searched for it on, on Google. So that's weird. But I did watch The Gallows Part 2. That one wasn't very much a found footage movie like where someone's filming it uh, Chronicle is really really good that was a fun one uh, there's supposed to be a second one I've been talking about a second one for quite some time um, the VHS movies are great Grave Encounters is great I feel like Cloverfield might have been my actual introduction into it the first time I saw anything that was found footage and that blew my mind Cloverfield oh man I was terrified. It's like, oh, okay, there's the, you know, Statue of Liberty's head just rolling in front of you. But these are all so good, and you, it gets to the point where it's like, I could even just watch them again, even though you've seen it before. Like, yeah, I mean, I kind of know what's going to happen, but there's still this intense feeling as you watch it. 
Like, oh, man, I'm here. Um, I will throw this one to you guys as well. It's hard to find, but it's called Home Movie. And that one actually has some pretty famous faces in it. But, like I said, difficult to find. Great watch, though. I mean, there's only a couple of them that aren't found footage. Or they are, they are filmed like uh, found footage, but it's not a horror movie. And I feel like that's probably more difficult for most directors to have a reason to make it not scary. Because the jerkiness of the camera only makes sense when it is a horror movie. But yeah, there's a whole other movie that I was going to tell you guys about that I can't seem to find. But I remember watching it. And like I said, you can get the Tubi TV app anywhere on any device for free. And it has all these movies. I'm telling you, once you get into that rabbit hole, you won't come out. Now, found footage is a film subgenre in which all or a substantial part of the work is presented as if it were discovered or a video recording. The events on screen are typically seen through the camera of one or more of the characters involved, often accompanied by their real-time off-camera commentary. We've seen things like this in a lot of television shows recently. Parks and Recreation, The Office, uh, Arrested Development, kind of. But it says, as a plot device, found footage has precedence in literature, particularly the uh, epistolary novel, which typically consists of either correspondence or diary entries. Um, somebody like, uh, what's his name? Hunter S. Thompson, his Fear and Loathing book was very much like a diary. It was straight up like a journal. There's, there's parts in the actual book that's not a part of the movie where Hunter is so out of his mind on drugs that his tape recordings are fucking gibberish. And it's written like gibberish. Like, what? We tried to translate what he said. Couldn't translate it. Uh, the, the, the genre appeals to film producers because of its lower cost, as it's believed the illusion of amateur documentary style allows lower production values than would be accepted on a conventional film. And this is something that I constantly attest to this genre or subgenre. Um, the fact that you could spend 25 grand on one of these movies and make a whole bunch of money if it gets big like Paranormal Activity. Right? That, or Blair Witch Project. If it blows up and you spent, you're making a massive amount of profit. That's why something like Paranormal Activity had so many. I mean, so many. Um, one of the first takes on this was uh, The Connection, I guess, in 1961. But the more popular one is Cannibal Holocaust, which is a 1980 film by Ruggiero Diodato. And, yeah, that's one that I won't even try to sit through because I've heard things about it that it does feature legitimate filmings of cannibalism, like not fake. Um, then there's uh, 1985's Guinea Pig 2, Flower of Flesh and Blood. I don't know what that is. Um, then 1989's UFO Abduction, 89's 84C Mopic, I don't know what that is at all. Uh, 1993's Man Bites Dog, I've definitely seen that, couldn't tell you what it's about. 
uh, 95's Forgotten Silver, and then what I feel like really changed everything was 1999's The Blair Witch Project, and from that point forward, things have just gotten real dark. There's one that came out less than a year before called The Last Broadcast, which I don't know what that is. It might be one that I look into. And then uh, Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County, also in 98. But as far as horror is considered, outside of the guinea pig, a lot of them are horror movies, but to make a whole bunch of money from the films, certainly The Blair Witch Project blew up the genre. I guess what this episode really boils down to is how badly I would like to make <laughs> a found footage movie. Because I feel like the camera is one of the main assets in the film. That is one of the actors. The camera, you, you honestly, here's what I'll say. If you could somehow mimic the camera movements of Gaspar No, which is the guy that does like Climax, um, Enter the Void, his camera movements are like nobody else. But if you could somehow mimic those movements, but also make a found footage film, huge hit, huge hit. It wouldn't even matter the story. Because I'm thinking about it like this. If you legitimately just said the camera is the actor, not like, what is it, Henry, I think it was a movie where the it's literally point of view and it, you, know, you see his arms. He's like a robot fighter guy. Anyways, uh... If you said that the the camera was the actor, there's no main star, and the camera creates the story. I don't know how it would work. I just picture not having any actual person that's being followed with the camera. The camera's doing it by on its own. I don't know. Maybe that's that's too strange. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back soon enough with some more content for you. I just appreciate everybody that listens. Please subscribe. Hit up that Patreon. Um, tell a friend. All those awesome things. But until next time, this has been the Can't Sleep Cast. Bye-bye.